Hello and welcome to the Common Briefing Program, a part of the Common Geeking Program where each month we take a look at the hottest headlines from geek news and try to determine what are the uh, most important stories that people should be paying attention to or to which they should be paying attention. I don't know. I'm sleepy. It's fine. Hi, I'm Colin and I tend to run these geeky affairs. Uh, I'm joined as usual by my good friends. Hi, I am Jeff Levitt. I am also quite sleepy today. Uh, hi, I'm Timel or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, I just finished watching the uh, a se- season two finale of Owl House. It was really good. And, oh, uh, nice. and I'm just kind of filled with a bittersweet reminder that season three got like cut into a third of its runtime or yeah that's right uh, which is like frustrating so frustrating you're still still able to deliver on a satisfying ending despite that hope hopefully yeah i mean they've got three 40 minute episodes uh so uh, you're not done with the the final final one just the this is the season two finale oh oh oh, oh i see i see i sorry i was not yeah, se- properly yeah season three yeah season three is going to consist of three 40 minute episodes which gotcha. is like that's, that's rough not a lot like, uh yeah. which guess we'll see how that shakes out uh wait is is that on netflix who runs that who is disney, that? Plus. Disney, disney plus oh okay yeah gotcha. no I no it's so frustrating because like you know uh Di- disney says oh it just didn't fit the brand and that's the reason for uh cutting Fuck you. uh the owl house in the middle of <laughs> what you mean middle good? of its airing <laughs> Di- no no disney no, plus, no. I, I, more than any platform disney plus seems very determined to cultivate an extremely like narrow brand where other yeah. platforms are very much like how wide a net can we cast and this is like no we need to get everybody under this very small net it's okay, a big but, net, like, that's but they're clearly, trying to pull everyone in i mean that's clearly an excuse because the real reason everyone just kind of knows it is because i mean i don't one, know anything about our, owl house this might be my first time yeah, hearing about it the the protagonist is gay like she uh she's She's bisexual. She's in a relationship with another girl. Uh, Doesn't fit the very... brand, Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Like, it, like, there are a lot of queer characters in this show, and Disney is just like, no, fuck you. Oh, it's infuriating. Yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been much development this month in terms of the big crazy thing that was going on with Disney in Florida. I haven't heard another peep on that particular saga, so I guess we had to get... Disney's issues uh, representing queer communities out there somehow. Well, they decided those problems to just, still exist. They decided to just flip it from what their previous cop out answer was, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like before they were like, "Yeah, we're going to support anti gay le- legislation, but we'll still support you with our media." And now they're like, "Well, fuck! If we're being support forced to support <laughs> you with legislation, then we're getting we rid of all the gay it. shit." Yeah, on we our can't platform. do it in our media. <laughs> God damn, we should have cut the, we should have cut those scenes out of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And by that I mean the four second barrier gaze thing. And it's fine. Anyway, uh I hi. I even completely missed that. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a ton to say this month. Uh, I will slowly be waking up bit by bit as we go because I just took an allergy pill and that's why I'm sleepy. I, I will defend that that is why I'm sleepy and not because Matt Austin and I stayed up till midnight playing the new Dungeon and Destiny. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I'm ready to, to dive right in. I've only got a handful of things to do, uh, to cover before we head to our editor's room and pick a top story for the month. I doubt any of mine will win, but let's find out. Uh, I first I got to get my usual shit out of the way. Star Trek stuff happened. Star Trek Picard season two ended. Uh, it was emotional. It was a crazy ending. Whether it was a good ending, I think is very subjective because the episode is 
pretty messy like the first season, but it didn't feel mm -hmm. as much like a slog. It felt like it was like moving at a clip and it was very fun. And I just like the end of season one, I love what they did with the characters. But, you know, it's fun. It's a TV show. And I think my feelings about that, uh, the reason I want to say that is like, I, I love Star Trek as a franchise, obviously, but like these new series... The times that I think they're strong, I think they're really strong. And the times that they're weak, I'm like, I, I mean, you know, you're not going to like all of them. It's fine. And I like Picard. Genuinely, I do. And I like the season two finale. But then on the same day that that uh, that ended, we got a new series called Strange New Worlds, which is oh, like yeah, a throwback. Yeah. It's like a throwback to the classic style of Star Trek Monster of the Week sort of deal. Uh, it takes It's like a bona fide prequel to the original series with the characters from the original pilot that you could technically consider this a 55 year pickup of the original pilot that never got picked up because it's those <laughs> it's those characters on that ship with that story but it follows up on their appearances in discovery and i was expecting like oh cool it'll be fun to go back to this but i don't know how it'll work dog i see why star trek fans have been complaining for the past five years this show fucking whips ass I, week to week, I'm like, they can't do it again. Like, that was a good episode, but they can't do it again. And it is just steadily getting better and better because everything, you know, Star Trek fans have been saying for a while, which is like, bring us back the week to week episodes, but keep the character stories moving on. The example that creators like to cite is... There's an episode one week where Kirk watches the love of his life die, and the next week he's like, Bones, how are those new drugs doing? Let's get drunk. And it's like, <laughs> did that? Even, did he even watch her get killed and let her die? Like, did that happen? And they're maintaining those character beats throughout the episodes. We're only four episodes in. I am smitten with this series. Not in just like, a, oh, cool, it's a thing I like. You know, like sometimes there's an MCU movie come out, and you're like, yeah, that was fun. I like that. But then you get an MCU movie where you're like, I want to watch that one again right now and those don't come by all that often and this is that show to me so strange new worlds very little investment required uh it connects beautifully to both star trek discovery and star trek the original series so like no matter what camp you're in it's it's a super fun watch that you can get really into or really relax with because it's not like you need to decrypt every detail for the season-long mystery it's just we're gonna be done with this in an hour buckle up and i like that nice but that's uh my usual shit out of the way uh, the Halo series did conclude its first season. I commented last time that the, the sentiments for Halo Infinite went down as the game sentiment went up. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of a month, and the sentiment on the series has vacillated pretty wildly since I said that. We're going to have a longer discussion on Halo the series in a future episode, but a spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen it. Um, Master Chief bones down, and people <laughs> did not react well to it i saw that scene and my problems with it have nothing to do with master chief boning down that was in terms of like the, his, that was his amongst the complaints from last night that i heard <laughs> yeah yeah um it's, it did I not mean, phase me i'll tell you that i was did, i had to think about it when they started talking about it i was like oh i mean yeah i mean yeah, okay so <laughs> my problem with that scene has wait wait that, so what's what's yes. the problem with master chief having sex um some i've heard some people argue that, that he's canonically asexual and that this constitutes ace erasure I do not think that is necessarily true because it, sexual identity is not really a part of the Spartans. He didn't, like, accept that as a part of himself so much as, you know, he was forced into a specific lifestyle uh, without his knowledge or consent. Uh, and the so, show is grappling with that, that so a lot. So he's celibate, not and, ace, possibly, I Yeah, guess. pretty I, much. Yeah, and, and this yeah. is like an alternate timeline. And I, uh, I think that it's going to be a longer discussion, but I just want to touch on this. A lot of people got very mad at this series because it didn't match what they felt Halo was. That is a valid thing to complain about. However, 
I feel like that distracts from the conversations that should be had about this as a television show as well, because if you never thought Master Chief would have sex, well, I mean, Master Chief was designed as a character to represent the player, so take a look at yourself before you lob that criticism. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> um... <Fucking> got him. <laughs> but you like... goddamn nerds. <laughs> But, uh, but like, no, it's, it's, it, he's a vessel meant to have not have a lot of character and the show tries to imbue him with a lot of character. And I think it distracts from the fact, like the problems with that sex scene to me are, I don't think it worked in the context of the story the episode was telling. Yeah. And there's just, the community is so reflexively lashing out. Like one of the biggest videos commenting on it, I watched just to see like, what are the commentaries against this show right now? And it is just people saying, I don't like this Master Chief. I like him better in the games. Give me this. Give me that. And by the time the finale rolled around, a lot of people were like, this is great. Or the CGI looks awful. Or this was the best fight scene ever. And it's just, I wish I could say it was Last Jedi level polarizing. But this show, I don't think is is like good or strong or distinct enough to reach that level of polarizing. It's just that, you know, people are angry that they don't feel this represented their interest in the games and that's valid but it's just so complicated and weird and i think we have to have another conversation about it i'd say if you're a fan of the games brace yourself for something different and you can decide whether or not you like that but it's the community got so loud because he fucking smashed some booty and like wait wait hold know. on question sorry guys so what when, when, yeah. when he uh when he boned down when he smashed some booty did he still wear the <laughs> helmet well, did the helmet stay on? No. He does not <laughs> wear the helmet for. He does no. not wear the helmet for a lot of the the show, yeah. which I think well, is another well, semi valid complaint. Well, then, it, but... then, then, yeah, yeah, no, no I'm, I'm with them. This, this yeah. sucks. This sex scene <laughs> sucks. This show yeah. sucks. Master Chief they, can only fuck if he wears the helmet. Yeah, uh, exactly. If he worn the helmet, it, he, he could have saved it by like saying the line, there won't be any booty to smash if we don't stop the banished. I would have been like totally on board if that's what he said, but he fucking didn't. Uh, but we're going to have a longer <laughs> conversation about the merits of that show on its own, but there, there was a lot of community reaction, and I, I'm very interested to see how people talk about it in the future. I don't think that people will think it's better, but I want to see people talk about it without raging because it's yeah. it, it did get pretty out of control um otherwise there were some trailers for some things uh this month that are worth mentioning we got uh trailers for uh thor love and thunder that revealed uh christian bale's villain as well as a closer look at natalie i Portman's really thor. like the way he looks and i think acts. he looks yeah no i think he looks and acts great christian bale is a like very um dedicated <laughs> He doesn't, he's not method, but he like really commits his body yeah. to it. Uh, just like how fucking with, like, creepy and weird he looks, you know? Yeah, his his movement is like... Also that he's in black and white, like not just wearing gray makeup, but the footage of him is just in black and white. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, the, the 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 movie from the trailers and posters seems to be very deliberately doing a lot of things with color that yeah. I enjoy. Not just like oversaturating, but like playing with different color palettes and different shots. And it's um, uh, I think it, I, I, it's fun to see that level of creativity. It's Taika Waititi directing and writing again. So, I mean, he got a lot of Basically, after directing Thor Ragnarok, everybody at Disney was like, we're going to let this man make as many movies that he wants in as many ways he wants, and we don't care how much it costs. They're just going to let him <laughs> yeah. do it. Um, but the the we trailer for that was we, nice. We don't care Can, how long he's going to hold on a shot of uh, Thor's bare naked ass. Uh, I mean, I think they had to have board meetings saying that wasn't long enough. But anyways... <laughs> 
Um, the it was censored in the trailer, and I'm wondering if that's going to be censored in the movie. We'll see what Disney does. That but, would be hilarious. Uh, we we also got a trailer for uh, another Marvel property called She Hulk, featuring Tatiana Maslany yep. as um, I don't even remember the character's name. What's her name? It's not Jessica Walters. That's the actress from Jennifer Arrested Walters. Development. Yeah, it's, it's, it's is it, like is it Jennifer Walters? It's very it's close something then. like that. Yeah. Um, she is basically Girl, the cousin no. to Bruce Banner, uh, and has the same powers as him. Um, but she looked a little funky in this trailer. Yeah, it, I will say, Jennifer like, put, put putting aside uh, us uh, aesthetics, I thought the trailer was fun. Tatiana Maslany. I'm familiar with her primarily from Orphan Black. Uh, she has incredible range as an actress. And I'm very excited to see her play uh, play in this space. And I think that the the show looks very fun and goofy and light in a way that like yeah, Hawkeye kind of was. <laughs> but Hawkeye, I don't think very effectively straddled the line between the casual stuff and the superhero stuff. I thought it got like I thought it broke its own tone rules a few times. That's just my opinion on it. But whatever. This yeah. seems like it's going to have a more goofy tone top to bottom that I'm the, pretty much yeah, there for. But but the but, big asterisk is. I it, would say the looks, visual effects look at best generously unfinished. I I, uh, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't characterize that as generously. There have been a lot yeah. of people talking about that uh, about the trailer, saying that the CGI looks bad. What yeah. does that mean? CGI looks bad is kind of like saying um, I didn't like this food because it tastes bad. Well, what tasted bad? The food. Okay, what about it? So the conversation about this has not really evolved beyond that. What it does what look very look, smooth? Yeah, it looks it, yeah. So words like smooth, uh, things not looking like they exist. Like she's a CG character who's big and tall and green. It doesn't not really, really up look to like she exists. Marvel in, yes. standards. Really, of yes. CGI. Yeah. And what yeah. this really uh, boils down to, and I, this is my what I'm positing, I believe this is primarily an issue with compositing, which is the process of merging different layers of footage and computer-generated imagery on top of each other, because there mm -hmm. are a couple shots, particularly close-up shots, where this looks realistic and tactile. And then there are some shots where it's like, it looks like somebody pasted a 2D image onto another image. And it doesn't match up. Most of what it's makes not, the... it's not like textured or detailed enough because like and... it, it it literally it does not look like even kind of like standard level CGI from this what era. That, well, again, <laughs> the idea of like computer generated imagery, the textures yeah. and details might be there. The lighting and the compositing need to allow those things to come through, and that sure. is a pipeline that is very complicated and dense. Um, compositing is an entire step in the process of putting this together before it even gets edited. Yep. So uh, this looks like, because they're using the same models, the same assets, the same textures, the same light maps on, you know, the good shots and the bad shots. So there's something about how they're being rendered and applied that is not shaking out. And the thing is, the reason I want to, I wanted to go into that level of granular detail about it, and that's as much as I understand. Anything beyond that, I don't know, and I could be wrong about how some of this is shaking out, but... The reason I want to point this out is I want to compare it uh, to Sonic the Hedgehog, where <laughs> yeah. what we saw oh, was something that was well composited, technically excellent, but fucking hideous right. and hard to look at. And they had to redesign it and put it back in. The problem wasn't that it, he didn't look like he didn't belong in the movie. The problem was that he didn't look like he belonged in this plane of existence. That was the problem <laughs> with yeah. Sonic. Uh, honestly, this, my problem... I, I didn't really have that much problem with the CGI itself, but rather just what they chose the for the design. Because, yes. I mean, and that's, look, you you got Hulk. He's like this giant, uh, muscle bound bodybuilder you were about type. To say hulking, dude. weren't you? I was about to say <laughs> hulking. 
So close. Don't uh, use the word in the definition. And and then like you see She-Hulk and it's just like a very thin supermodel yeah. kind of woman. Yeah. And it's I mean, like, to be fair though, that is also like but that's at okay. least accurate to She-Hulk's design. No, right? No, like, that's she's that way no. in the comics too. She that one that depends on the artist because there have been plenty fair. of takes on her where it's like, oh yeah, no, she is a freaking buff. And like, you know, someone who would look like the name Hulk fits, you know? Right. Yeah. So th- this leads to two potential problems. And the reason I want to bring up Sonic no, is very like- much to Chatter's point um where you have this one thing where there are some technical issues with how the footage is being combined and then there are concerns about the design uh much like sonic the hedgehog the thing is in the amount of time we have before the show comes out which is in august updating the compositing updating the lighting is very doable because all you have to do is basically adjust settings around things that have already been created but if you look at sonic they had to delay the movie by six months because it's a very different thing to go in and say we should change this design and there hasn't been as much backlash on the design chatter i agree with you that i would like to see this represent some of the buffer comic interpretations um Mm -hmm. and there have been anecdotes from uh visual effects artists claiming to work on the show saying that it was producer notes coming down saying make her smaller make her smaller make her smaller and then when you see the shot of hulk and she hulk next to each other they the the size difference is like she could fit inside one of his arms yeah exactly absolutely I, I, i have the exact tweet pulled up from a tweet by at Sean Rucroft, I was at the comp- company that did the VFX for this. Apparently, she was bigger earlier on. The notes keep kept saying, make her smaller. We always roll our eyes like we did on Sonic. But at the end of the day, artists got to follow orders. So, uh, I, I, I find it funny that you brought up Sonic considering yes. apparently this VFX company did work on the Sonic movie. So that's hilarious. Yes. I mean, well, that's exactly. Uh, so th- the technical aspect, I think we're going to see serious improvements by August because the show is still being made. Uh, much like we saw with the Sonic movie, when these trailers come out, it's what we're seeing is probably the only stuff that is, quote, done or close to done. Um and the rest still needs to be rendered. It still needs to be composited. Um, however, given the amount of time and given the fact that like Sonic is a fully CG character, but She-Hulk is based on a real person and a degree of mocap, I don't think we're going to see any design changes. There doesn't seem to be, no. one, enough momentum behind the people complaining about it like there was with Sonic. But two, just in terms of timeline, you can make her look like she belongs in the scene, but I don't think you can make her look different than what she is now without... Right delaying the thing they're two very different problems so when people say the cgi is bad there's a lot of different things that that could possibly mean and i think we're gonna see solutions to one of them but maybe not the other yeah Um, i like i i don't have that much of a problem with the design itself because also like i don't know the diff i mean maybe it's a little bit different for this hulk right because we have the version of him that is you know just as tall and big and is also smart or whatever mm-hmm. but i don't know part of the reason that i was always able to justify it with she hulk is just like well i mean usually i don't know if it's going to be that way in this but usually she hulk is just she hulk all the time right so it would be kind of miserable for her to be just like that big enormous all the time yeah. right and it's like a yeah. different level of like oh bruce banner has this like split personality whereas like she's just really like she doesn't clearly have the juice quite as much as he does right so it kind of makes sense if she's not quite as like transformed by it which i mean i think that there's a lot there that you could 
you know, bite yeah. into in terms of like how she's usually depicted in comics and how that could be better and stuff like that as well. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't have that big of a problem with, you know, like I, it, I agree it, she it could be more muscly than she yeah. is, but it, it, it doesn't take me out of it. It doesn't particularly upset me personally, but yeah. I, I see the opportunities and I'm like, okay, I see what you're talking about. Anyway, that's all I've got. And I'm going to kick it on over to Jeff. Yeah, I've got uh, a few fun stories this time around. Uh, Some other trailers. We got a trailer for Avatar 2. I saw this in IMAX 3D. Um, (laughs) Avatar, the first one I maintain, uh, regardless of what you think of the movie, seeing it in theaters in 3D was a fucking experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's visually beautiful. It is astounding. And um, I, for the, just like everyone else, for the last 13 years, I've been like, do we need another Avatar movie? Yeah. And then I saw the trailer for the first time in IMAX 3D. I'm like, this is unbelievable. It is I will say, though, that like crazy looking, I was watching it and being like, you know, OK, I can kind of there were criticisms of it at the time that I think are totally valid. But it was also a bit more of its time where it's just like, oh, the original Avatar, the story is basically the same kind of Pocahontas story, which, you know, at the time, what the more criticism of that was just like, oh, we've that seen the story derivative. a billion times. Yeah. And but now it's more like since then it's evolved story. to like, oh, white white savior, you know, yeah. like the whole white savior trope. And I was thinking like, man, this this movie is, you know, happening like so many years later. I wonder if they're like updating it. And as soon as I had that thought, the very next shot was white Jake Sully with dreadlocks. And I was like, oh, God, I, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, the yeah. technology that delayed this movie in particular was uh, underwater motion capture was not doable. Oh. That was the technology that they had to develop that kept pushing it back. And I'm like, I see why that's difficult to do. I don't see why you need to do it. And then I saw the yeah. trailer and I saw the Navi moving under the water in IMAX 3D. And I was like, OK, I see why you had to do this. It looks beautiful it looks astounding i have no idea if this movie is going to suck shit or not but i'm going to see it yeah i'm kind of secretly Um, hoping it bombs just because like (laughs) but then we won't get the next three movies chowder oh my god i would be spared so much if (laughs) yeah i I agree i don't think that it really needs any it's beautiful like the original movie is beautiful this looks like it's going to be beautiful but if that, they don't, that is my interest in it. I want to like, see a beautiful thing. I don't really care about Pandora or the world or at I all. can I can forgive the like dated nature and the derivativeness of the first movie just because of when it came out. But if they steer into those tropes more in this one, then that's where it's gonna really start to lose me because it's like, okay, uh, we've yes. we've we've had so much societal evolution since then. Not enough, but a lot that we could at least be telling stories that are better than that. But, yep. um, but anyway, that, that was the avatar two trailer. Uh, we got some other fun announcements for my one bit of a uh, transformers news. We got the announcement from Lego that they are making a fully transformable Lego Optimus Prime. It has uh, 1,500 pieces. It uh, it stands at 35 centimeters tall. I'm just looking at the website. That's why I'm using centimeters because uh, <laughs> Lego does things in, in centimeters. And uh, yeah, there have been previous like Transformers themselves have done like a few knockoff kind of lego brands like hasbro has creo um and Uh back in the like mid 2000s they did a transformers lego brand well you know building block brand called built to rule but both of those notably um 
had basically like you had to take it apart to to transform it from mode to mode and this one is fully transformable like once you built it it is built and then you can transform it from truck to robot mode and i think it looks really good it's uh it's pretty expensive but i might Uh-oh. put it on a fucking christmas list or something like that it's like i think that where what is it you okay still get yeah christmas one presents? from my parents yeah 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 hey colin I- are you you're all right, <laughs> but I, Christmas I, I, is not a child thing. No, I don't. I I don't. I don't go to holidays. I don't enjoy. Fair holidays. enough. <laughs> um, I don't even. Yeah, it Christmas, is going so. to cost one sixty nine ninety yep. nine. Yeah, wow. US Just so being really Christmas expensive. normative here. Well, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying the Im- okay. Yes, obviously, lots of people don't celebrate Christmas, and that's totally fine. But the implication of like, oh, you're an adult now, and you still get Christmas presents—that doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. <laughs> it's not no. specific to I get my parents Christmas presents. Whatever, man. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, you still get birthday presents as an adult. <laughs> I mean, I kind of don't. I ask people not to get me presents. I've created an Okay, but that's you. That doesn't mean yeah, that's the yeah. fucking norm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so it, it costs uh, $170 US dollars. So it's pretty, pretty expensive, which is not atypical for Lego sets. They're, uh, you know, Lego is a, a pricey, pricey brand. But either way, it's a cool announcement, regardless if I end up getting it or not. It looks cool. It's a, it's, it's a fun collector's item. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my only Transformers news for this month. Uh, some fun news. Uh, we got some Doctor Who news. We got the announcement of the new Doctor, who is... I fucking looked up a pronunciation of this actor's name beforehand, so I hope I don't fuck it up too bad. But uh, Nchuto Gatwa? is I think how his name is pronounced. Uh, I know him primarily from the show Sex Education, in which he is uh, super fantastic in that show. Um, He is going to be, well, asterisk, asterisk, the first black doctor, because last season did some some weird stuff retroactively claiming that there were black doctors before. But either way, he is going to be the first, like, you know, actor who is black who is playing, like, the main, you know, the main doctor that we actually follow in the show and uh, i'm super excited about that especially you know with the announcement that we've got uh fucking russell t davies returning to it and this actor who i think is really good i'm excited to see what he does as the doctor and uh might get me back into the show because uh the last few seasons have been kind of rough um but yeah that's a cool announcement and then uh one of the fucking wildest stories of this month that um, I don't really know how to feel about, so I'm just gonna fucking uh, read read a headline here. Uh, Abba returns after oh, yeah. 40 years with a new music <laughs> with new music and a unique concert experience featuring their de-aged 3D quote avatars. <laughs> avatars. <laughs> James Cameron, where's this fucking movie? Come on! Oh, it's so fucking choice that's really good i that's still, really good yeah i don't entirely understand what's going to be happening like when you attend this concert are you going to be looking at a screen or are they going to do some wild fucking holograms or i'm not entirely sure how this fucking works um but abba is uh, probably my very favorite band so I'm pretty excited about this, and it's a fucking wild thing that's happening, but it does seem like it's, you know, it's run by the the band themselves, so 
it's not like just some fucking like weird yeah. ass corporate sellout shit. So, I mean, probably, I guess I don't know that for sure, but I don't think that many people were really, you know, asking for a huge ABBA reunion. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe ABBA were. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If ABBA was the ones asking for it, then I'm I'm all for it as weird and potentially uncanny it. it might be. Um, yeah, all about uh, ABBA, 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 you said it better. Chatter, can you, you get a ticket this? We're doing a bad job. About, about it. About, about, <laughs> I'm all about it. Avatar. The last ab vendor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, so I'm much more excited about the avatars than the avatars. Um, <laughs> this is just a fucking wild story to me. And um, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see what comes of it regardless. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much everything I had this month. You know, a lot of things that I think are fun little headlines, but not a tremendous amount to say about any of them individually um you're allowed to celebrate christmas as an adult if you want <laughs> don't let colin okay. tell you otherwise this is the real war on christmas yeah <laughs> keep your santas keep your platitudes get rid of the family and, and you're allowed to not celebrate christmas let me make that fucking clear all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I've polarized this all in these trying times. Uh, anyway, so Jeff, thank you so much for all that. Chowder. Hit us with those good vibes. Oh, you or are good vibes. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't realize I was talking to Chowder. My bad. First first thing on the docket, uh, Netflix lays off estimated 150 staffers <laughs> in New Round. Really coming out fucking swinging. Uh, yeah, we so be as, laughing about this, but okay. As uh, Netflix continue, stocks continue to go down. They just are clearly just burning everything they can. And uh, 150 employees might even be more, uh, according to an internal memo, uh, got laid off. Uh, this is like two percent of the uh, total workforce. Uh, most of Oof. these cuts, most of these cuts are happening in the United States. Uh, and like you know, there are a lot of tweets of just people who are frustrated that you know that one they lost their jobs and two the show they were working on. And like we're putting their heart and soul into got canceled. Uh you know, in a tweet by uh Violaine Briat, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. I've only ever seen it in spelling. Uh yeah, the show she was directing on uh throughout last year got axed. Uh and uh, you know, uh in a recent tweet by uh George Gutierrez, uh or Jorge Gutierrez. Okay. Uh uh <laughs> yeah, his 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 show got canceled. Uh and it's just like well, fuck. This is just Netflix is just being very stupid right now, I think. But uh Yeah, definitely very reactionary to like their own shit and just keep making it worse and worse. And like, you know, it's like Netflix, you don't promote your own shit. Like people are always like stumbling upon something that like you made and never promote it and it's like Yeah. It's the, not the show Barry just uh 
did a great and, and Barry is such a good show, but they just like one of the characters finally got their TV show, poured their heart and soul in it, got amazing reviews. They woke up and it was the front page of the streaming service. And an hour later, it's gone and they go to talk to the execs and it's like, oh, yeah, we didn't get enough viewers. It's like the show came out last night and you didn't promote it. Yeah, but the algorithm <laughs> says this and it's just like exactly what's unfolding with Netflix all the time. It's just very, very sharp. And like the the scene worked because the person was very emotional. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there are hundreds of people going through this right now because Netflix has had a pretty terrible like brand loyalty strategy for the last five years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the only things they are willing to stay loyal to are like transphobic comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh, exactly oh, oh funny oh, I, i've right. got uh another hold on let me uh dig this up uh is so are we we're talking go. about ricky gervais no uh so John like Mulaney? you know in a in a like a uh, memo that was like sent out to all the remaining employees uh oh right this yeah though yeah uh let me let me just read this quote from the article those employees who stay on will be subject to the new Netflix corporate culture memo sent out last week, advising workers to spend our members' money more wisely and introducing a new section called artistic expression, which, following the walkouts and employee <laughs> protests sparked by comedian Dave Chappelle's anti-LGBTQ jokes in The Closer, asserts that Netflix offers a diversity of stories, even if we find some titles counter to our own personal values. Uh, and that yes. unwillingness to work on titles that you perceive to be harmful means Netflix may not be the best place for you. Which is just corporate. We just gotta we gotta support nice. diversity. Wow. Diversity of people who have not shitty opinions and people who do have shitty opinions. Because those people aren't well represented enough in our fucking society. James like, A. Like Castro it's, it's has all- a, has a great has a great bit. Primarily, I think it was ripping on Ricky Gervais because he's like just like really making fun of uh, just totally lampooning people that make anti-trans jokes. And he's like, yeah, because you know who's had a, a real tough time of it. The trans community. Why don't we kick them a little bit more? Show them what they need and just like absolutely. And when you put it like that, it's like, oh, wait, yeah. Why? Why are they making these jokes about this point? George Carlin clips go around about him saying like comedy is typically used to pick on people in power. So you got to be careful when you're doing shit like this. And it's like Netflix tries to be a place for comedy. Cool. At what point do you sort of look at the culture of it and see that this is not like an okay thing? It's been a problem that people have been working against for a long time. And and then your response is, but let the problem happen. It's fine. Like like their response is basically, yeah, we know it's bad. We're still going to show it. Fuck you. (laughs) That's just Netflix for you. Uh, But also like they won't like publicly really condemn it either. So they're just saying like, oh, it runs counter to our values in like the vaguest possible way so that they're not really saying anything bad about like Dave Chappelle, but they're also like giving themselves an out for (laughs) it's yeah, it's just a fucking real real chicken shit move honestly <laughs> yep uh let's move on to some uh, good news uh <clears throat> yay set screen board ape nft which was set to star in its own <laughs> animated off. show was stolen through a phishing scam so uh, fucking choice i love this so much yeah, it's so it's so fucking ridiculous like it is so fucking ridiculous. Like this is a headline that if it came out three years ago, it's it's one of those things where it's like showing it like a caveman a smartphone, 
and see their reactions. <laughs> like we we've crossed that threshold in three years. Seth Green loses board ape NFT can't make TV show as a headline in the year 2019. I would have been like, guys, we need I... to build a bunker and get a lot of canned beans right now. <laughs> Because it's also like, oh yeah, let's just bring this, like, wait, sorry, what got stolen? Oh, an NFT. What does he actually own with an NFT? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) So what's the issue? (laughs) Like, like, it's wild that you can just take his NFT and he doesn't even have the uh, copyright copyright to his own thing anymore. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what, because like, that's my favorite part about this, honestly, is because like so many people who have like praised NFTs basically talk about how like they can't be stolen and it's just like okay now you're so this is wrong you you they can be stolen and also when you steal them legally it's as if you just bought it legally and like what (laughs) like that doesn't make any this uh, this comes down to the thing where like technologically speaking purely technologically speaking the concept of nst of nfts there's so much interesting and novel stuff there but the way that people have latched onto it and built up the culture around it just accentuates its toxic parts and its failings to the point where when this happens it's just kind of like well fucking duh someone showed you plutonium and you were like i'm gonna go to the fucking moon on this right now like no dog (laughs) no you're gonna die stop it yeah oh god every time fucking nfts fail in any fucking way it's just like oh my my god it makes me so goddamn happy i've been watching a lot of (laughs) fraser lately again so this is this hit me real nice but like uh i saw a great thing i mean very classy high art it just that show just mocks rich people endlessly and it's yeah. Frazier and his brother standing next to each other. And it's like, oh, my apes are gone, Niles. None of them. I don't have any of my NFTs. And then it's like, oh, Frazier. Well, if you wanted to see a bored ape, you should have just taken dad to the museum. And I was like, that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what the show would be today. That's incredible. That might get cut. I don't care. I just wanted to say that. That does make me wonder, though, like what goddamn show Seth Green was going to make that was dependent upon a bored ape existing in it. I'm Chatter, do you have any info on that? What was supposed to happen? It was ugly as sin. That's all I could really tell you about it. What, like, was he making like a what? bored ape show about what his bored yeah, ape? Yeah, what, what is it about? Because that still feels like you'd have legal problems I, with I don't you know. know. The they don't really explain them. what it really is about. They just show a few clips that are ugly as sin, and that's it. Is it I, animated? I is it like. It's animated. Uh, gotcha. I mean, it just uses the characters the board ape character yeah yeah what it's you know about. i don't know i see a lot of backlash against those i don't actually mind the aesthetic of the board apes it's just really the you know yeah the whole it's the fucking it's gross the NFT. nft culture yeah because like it's That's... you know they, it, it does kind of i don't know it feeds into this whole sort of like street art designer art kind of thing that i've i've been a huge fan of the aesthetics of for a very long time oh yeah it's but trying then to do when that it becomes of... like that level of anti-environment commoditization is just like it becomes really fucking look nfts are trying to look like street art but like it's so copy pasted and so corporate that well yeah yeah, yeah. 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 there's like a whole brand of art that is that way like yeah. it's not just like street art but also you know like designer toy art or like takashi mirakami is like very like you know all of his art is just like copy paste. It's like very corporatized and that's like part of the aesthetic to it. I'm not like against the aesthetic in and of itself. Like 
I, I, I think that a lot of people like you can have you can not like the aesthetic. That's fine. I'm not saying anything like that. But you can I think a lot of Christmas. people take the legitimate problems with the NFTs and then are like, and this is also ugly. Whereas like for my part, I'm like, well, I'm not going to bash the yeah. aesthetic I, because I don't, if it was I don't done, care about if it was done in a different context. One bit. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't care about the pictures I mean, one, one bit. I, I'd I bash mean, it if it was done in a different context. I just think their NFTs are ugly as sin. That, that's, I well, mean, yeah, uh, sure. That's but that's totally just fine. like an aesthetic preference is my point, you know, versus yeah. like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. this is inherently problematic, which the rest of it is. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yes. That's right. just uh, my opinion. I don't know. I like. No, I tend to agree but, with you. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I do not consider myself a purveyor of critic of art in, in any sort of way. So eh. I, I've tried to move my brain very much to like, uh, I, I like it or I don't. And objective assessment of this is not something I'm equipped for, or maybe anybody is equipped for. So, uh, I mean, I got a few more articles, but eh, I don't think they're really big enough to talk about. So I'll just talk about this, uh, the, the announcement of, uh, mob psychos, uh, Mop Psycho 100 season three trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it looks really good. Like it's been a, it's been like years since season two because the studio uh, wor- working on it was like working on other projects. And uh, man, man, like if you haven't seen Mop Psycho 100, I guess it doesn't really apply to Yukon because you don't like anime. But uh, <laughs> but but like man, yeah yeah I I just, I just think that the aesthetic is garbage. You know I hate it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But like Mob Psycho 100 is a re- is like really fucking good. It's got like this really good protagonist. It's that like you just genuinely end up care- caring about and like it's messages about like hey you you're not like the main character of the world there there are other people you gotta uh there are other people it's very unique because you know so many stories are like you're you're special you're the chosen one or you're you're like the cool guy who has to like solve the problem and that's not really what mob psycho is like you got this character who's like by all accounts a fucking god and he's just like I don't, that's not really going to get me what I want. I just got to be, be about self-improvement and I'm just happy there's more, more coming and like the animation looks fucking gorgeous. That's all I wanted to say, nice. really. Is this, um, are the first two seasons dubbed? Yes. Yes, they are. You can, you can watch it right now. Nice. I should check this out. It look, kind of looks, uh, it reminds me of One Punch Man. Oh yeah. That's because, uh, Mops, uh, the, uh, webcomic Mops, uh, is made by the same, uh, guy, One. That he, he made, out. I mean, it sounds kind of yeah, similar made, too, like of like one guy having just like an ungodly yeah. amount of power but being kind of nonchalant about it <laughs> yeah yeah although like i will say it is it goes about it very differently from one punch man yeah. like where one punch man like saitama's like all depressed because he can't find a, a good challenge anymore uh mob is very much a very different kind of person where he doesn't really care about the fact that he has powers he just he just wants sure. to like improve himself he wants you know he's got a girl he's got a crush on that he wants to impress uh and you know he's not like entitled about it he's just like okay uh the powers i have aren't really gonna make her like me so i'll just you know work out do be the best kind of person i can be uh make friends that kind of stuff if you watch it you'll get how it's like different one punch like yeah i guess like they're going coming from the same place but going two different places yeah nice all right uh, that's all i really, really get to talk about yeah 
overall, not the loudest month. So let's head into the editor's room and try to figure out our top story. So here oh we're going to each nominate something uh, that we think is the top story, the most interesting, impactful, or otherwise important headline of the month. Um, what if you had to take all the stories that we talked about today and only carry one of them with you to all your water coolers, all your social events, all your cocktail parties, uh, your board ape funeral, you know, remembrance services, whatever. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to bring with you? Um, hmm. I've All dropped right. a lot of ums in the last minute because I don't really know what I want to nominate. This has not been a big news month for me. Yeah, it's been so a big I, media month. Probably the most important thing is probably the Netflix layoffs, but I really want to nominate Avatars. <laughs> You know, I'm, Ab I'm oh, Ab put... not Avatar. Avatar. No, Avatars. Avatar. Uh, I'm willing to put my... Yeah, you know what? I'm willing to put my vote in for Avatars. Honestly, guys, like, unironically, I'm kind of with you because we've seen so many attempts to capture this kind of, like, virtual concert market before with from Tupac holograms to Fortnite concerts. <laughs> this <laughs> to, is the... To fucking, uh, what's his name? What's his face? Uh, fucking... What's, what is his name? You know, the, the guy with all the... The kid did the Pokemon concert. What? What's oh, Post Malone. Name? Post Malone. Post Malone, thank you, yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've seen so many attempts to sort of, like, create this digital space, something that we, we will retroactively be called the metaverse in the future, but um, <laughs> this is the first one that I've seen that makes me feel wholesome vibes, yeah. where I'm like, good for you guys. That's great. Well, I, you know, I think Fuck it makes music a big legends, difference. Try something fun. Go for it. I, like, their I weight is it, behind it. Oh, it makes a big difference for me in the vibe of it, in that, like, most of these other things seem like publicity stunts from, like, current acting, you know, uh, artists. Yeah. Whereas this is like, well, I mean, ABBA's not, like, been to, ABBA's not been together for 40 years, so if they decided to do this, you know, it's like, okay, well, they're deciding to do this. This is not like, necessary for their careers or anything. <laughs> yeah, reboot cynicism, nostalgia culture, it, they're all real things, but... Yeah. It, there is something interesting about this, and I don't know what it is because I don't have a particular fondness for ABBA. I enjoy their I'm music so as much as the next person. <laughs> um, but yeah, this um, given that the rest of the news this month seemed to just center around like, hey, new iterations of media. Uh-oh, didn't like that trailer. This is the first thing where I'm like, this isn't necessarily breaking new ground, but it's... But it's doing a thing that's been tried before, and so far, it seems better. We don't know whether or not it will succeed. Uh, and this is totally unscientific, unjournalistic, but the vibes are right. So, avatars, ABBA reuniting with their virtual DH selves is something that, another headline that three years ago would have driven me up a fucking wall, but here we are. <laughs> um, I'm interested, and honestly, the fact that yeah, we just labeled this our top story. this is story of the future. We're yeah, in the future it, now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm honestly going to probably read more about it. I want to see, was this just like something a marketing firm brought to them? Did they bring it to a marketing firm? What What the fuck happened to make this exist? I don't yeah. know. I guess we'll find out. Um, but that is our top story. Take a look at what's going on and see what the future holds for us in terms of absolutely insane entertainment. Uh, I've been Colin. Uh, you can find me i don't know i'm playing a lot of destiny come play <laughs> destiny with me man new season just started it's it's good it's really good i'm having a good time how about you guys i've been jeff levitt uh, if you are interested in in toys like i am i've got a youtube channel where i do toy reviews that is alchemist prime reviews and if you're not that's okay I don't have anything else going on right now. And if you want to celebrate Christmas, you're welcome to Jeff's home with his family and parents, where they will <laughs> I did all not give you say things. that. 
<laughs> but I will support your right to celebrate Christmas as <laughs> an adult if you want to. I defend to, or not. to the death your right to come to my house on Christmas and demand presents. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Timel or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter at Timel underscore Chowder. I do art stuff there, and uh, I'm also a part of our sister podcast, Dice Popula, where uh, who knows what's right, gonna happen. So, yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been getting way ahead on editing that. And uh, last night while I was doing the dungeon, Chowder listened to something. I was like, hey, I need you guys to do some quality assurance passes on this. And I think the most like dejected note I've ever gotten was Chowder messaging me at like 11 p.m. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? <laughs> Just I, I, oh, it warmed I'm, my I'm, heart so much. <laughs> I'm like listening to this. I'm like listening to this at work and I'm just like, God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Oh, it's a good time. Come join us on all our other shows. We have a great time. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably talking about Halo, the series, and all its ups and downs, and ups and downs, and ups and downs, because there's lots of thrusting. Uh, and then maybe uh, <laughs> the maybe a Doctor scene. Strange episode. We didn't talk much about that, but Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out this past month. It was a movie. Yeah. I don't know. We don't I, have a lot to say I about mean, it, so I, maybe I, we'll I, do I've an episode. Maybe we'll say about it, but... I mean, I was just kind of just... warm on it, so like... Oh, yeah, no, it was... It, I mean, most of us did not love it, but like, I don't know how much like, there is to I say beyond that. That isn't yeah, just Yeah, I mean, I didn't really hate it. I just didn't really like it either. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I uh, think I have ten. Me whole, real wrong, but I have, I, I, have, I think I have <laughs> ten minutes in me of real conversation about that movie before my brain checks yeah. out. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but that's about it. So yeah, come in, uh, come back in a couple weeks. Listen to us talk about that. Check out other shows on commongeekingprogram.com and tell your friends if you like listening to this because uh, we forget to do that a lot. It'd be great if you did it. Thank you so much. Love you and goodbye. Ciao. Sure. This episode of the Common Briefing Program was hosted by me, Colin Ketchin, and I was joined as usual by Jeff Levitt and Ty Mool Chowdhury. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the incredible amount of fans I turned off so that this recording didn't sound super awful. The podcast is created and produced uh, by, well, well, it's created by me and Jeff Levitt, but it's produced and edited by me with original music by me. All that fun stuff. Good stuff. Love it. Love to hear it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, I believe, with an episode like we teased talking about Halo the series. We've got a lot of thoughts and opinions we cannot wait to share with you, so tune in then, and thank you for listening to this.
So what did we get trailers for? We got another Love and Thunder trailer. That's not that big a deal. We've got an Avatar 2 trailer. I do want to talk about that. Uh, we got an Umbrella Academy trailer. Fair enough. Um, oh, the She-Hulk trailer. We should talk about the She-Hulk trailer. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that's the one with the most meat to, to bite into. <laughs> Ironically, despite uh, She-Hulk not having enough meat on her. Because... Yeah, well, I mean, I don't even... You know what? I don't... Like, we could talk about that. My bigger issue is just how unfinished all of the fucking visuals look. You know? Because, you know, in the comics, like, she... Like, you know, she's... Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I've started recording a while ago, so... Cool. Also, I'm probably going to try to keep this one closer to an hour, which will be helped by the fact that I don't have much to say. Sounds um, like a plan, Stan. Cool. All righty. Uh, have we chronoed? Let me see. Oh, well, we don't have a chronograph. Well, yes, I, I, I've not sent one. Let me... Okay. Uh, okay, I, where is There it is. There's my browser. Hello. Um... <laughs> What is that from? Oh, ASDF movie. Oh, actually, give me one second. Okay, chronograph has started. Give me a sec, though. I got to take an allergy pill. Weak. <sighs> yeah. Last movie night, last night's movie night was so fucking rough, Chowder. Oh. We watched... We watched Batman Begins and Wonder Wonder Woman 1984, and I was thinking, oh, it'll be fun to watch Wonder Woman 1984 again, because it's so bad, and usually the bad movies we have more fun with, but usually when we watch, like, really bad movies, everyone's just having a good time with it, but it was like everyone there was just, like, nonstop bitching about it the entire time, to the point where I'm just like... I feel like I'm having to defend this movie, which I know is a bad don't, movie. Don't put me in that position, guys. Come yeah, on. Really? It was just like <laughs> picking apart every little thing about it. And it's just like, there's enough legitimate issues to bite into. It was just, oh my God. <laughs> it's just so rough. It's like a difference between when we're watching a bad movie that they have no attachment to. And when we're watching a bad movie that they clearly have a lot of attachment to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I still just don't enjoy bad, bad like I, it, it's gotten to the point where like that is known amongst my other friend groups so they're like, "Hey, yeah. I'm in a group chat and they're like, "Hey, let's have a bad movie night. Don't worry about Colin. He doesn't want to do it." And I'm just like, "Cool. I don't have yeah. to fucking say anything. Awesome." <laughs> uh, it's great. Uh, Cuz we watched fucking we've watched I don't know if you've ever I've either of you have ever seen it, but the Halle Berry Catwoman is so I've fucking not choice. <laughs> Yeah, you would not like it because it is horrible. But it is, it's definitely like for people who enjoy bad movies, that's a good yeah. bad movie. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and clap. Why don't we go at two ten? So that's in about a ten seconds. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get on the. Yep. Yeah. Five, five seconds. seconds. Okay. It's real touch Did and go there for a sec. Yeah. Did did we we clapped. Was, we all clapped, right? That, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yes, that was that was thrilling. I'm thrilled. Okay. <laughs> Gotta get the heart pumping right before we do this exciting episode. Yeah, yes. 